Welcome to the SEM Scoop. I'm your host, Matt Buffano, and I'm excited to bring you episode 21 of this podcast, where a guest and I discuss what is happening at Wyoming Seminary. Today's guest is Coach Cornell Robinson, and we are talking all about wrestling. USA Wrestling, Wyoming Seminary Wrestling, and his own wrestling coaching career. Before we get into our interview, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. That way you could browse all past episodes of The Sem Scoop and be notified immediately when new episodes are released. And while you're there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review if you think we deserve it. I would really appreciate it. Thank you again to today's guest, Cornell Robinson, and thank you for listening. Coach Cornell Robinson, thanks for joining us here on the Sem Scoop. Uh, we're going to start off just, how's your day going? <laughs> well, just getting up. <laughs> so uh, about to answer some emails, actually already text some recruits and call some guys. So trying to get the, uh, finish the lineup for next year. We talk a lot at Wyoming Seminary about how Wyoming Seminary could take you anywhere, literally and figuratively. So let's kind of start with mapping out where you have been in your last year. It's almost a year since you've been the head coach of the boys wrestling team. Tell us a couple of the cities and, and even countries that you've been in over the last year. Uh, Estonia. So that, that was a, a big one. Uh, or cities, we were all over the place. Ohio, New York, uh, of course, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And definitely, I just got back from Italy, uh, and a lot of the kids actually were with me in Colorado at the, Col the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. So that was a, a great time training, getting ready for Fargo and events up there. So been all over the place. It's been a lot of travel, especially this last month. Been all over, even Las Vegas, too, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Las Vegas, the World Team Trials. Yeah, yeah. That's, actually, that's what all got us started there. A lot of people don't know, but that was probably – there we had three kids make a world team. I think no high school has ever done that in the history of high school wrestling. And four, actually, if you count Bazakas, he won the tournament, but it wasn't his world team trial. He had to win another tournament after that, but he won that tournament to sit out. Well, I guess it's a good sign when you're listing places you've been in the last year and you've been so many that Las Vegas, you somehow kind of forgot about. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what brought you to Wyoming Seminary. Uh, tell us a little bit about who Cornell Robinson is and, and what he was doing before he got to Wyoming Seminary. All right. So I was a teacher at a public school here in St. Louis, Missouri, actually outside called in Wentzville. I was teaching at a middle school and I coached at a private school called Christian Brothers College Preparatory School. So I would teach all day, drive 30 minutes and go coach at CBC uh, where the program wasn't known. I took it over about six years ago, and I was coaching at my other school before that, and I took that over. We were pretty good as well, but switched over to CBC, built it up. Uh, we became one of the top programs in the country. I would just teach coach wrestling. I also coach uh, some UFC fighters and stuff like that, so I just coach wrestling as much as I can. So, And that's kind of what I mainly do is travel and coach wrestling. I've been fortunate enough to be picked for the USA World Teams the last – Two to three years, I've been a coach on the world team. And to be honest with you, every year, except for COVID, I have had a kid make a world or Pan Am team, which is hard to do. <laughs> for sure. So yeah. you took that Christian Brothers Academy school from 
hardly known to, like you said, one of the best in the country. What was it that you and your staff were doing? Uh, what kind of kids did you have there? Like, how did you get to that next level? Oh, man, hard work. You know, it's never no secret that hard work, a lot of sacrifice. You know, when you're trying to build a program or come into a program, it takes a lot of time to, you know, get the culture where you need it. And uh, so for a CBC, just had a lot of dedicated parents. And when I switched over, I was already training like a group of six or seven kids. And when I switched over, it just made it, since it was a private school, it made them easier for them to come with me. So the kids who are all training, they all came with me. So as soon as they came in, we were right away getting after it. So Wyoming Seminary, a little bit of a different story where, you know, the program was already in a good place, uh, a very good place. You know, it goes back to John Gordon uh, kind of getting the ball rolling. And then Scott Green came in and uh, I think he was the coach of the first national champion team, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Gordon got them up to runner up or third place. And then Scott and then Scott takes the job with the uh, U.S. Army, right, as an assistant coach. So when you heard that the Wyoming Seminary job was coming open, what were your thoughts? Were you like, oh, I could take this. I, I could really do something good here. Yeah, when I first heard about it, I, I was pretty excited about it. I'm going to go back. Uh, I know you said the first. I know what you meant. This actually Wyoming Sim has won seven national titles uh, in wrestling. So this was the number seventh that we won. And Scott, I think, won two doing that. He won a 14, I think, 2020, but it was someone before then as well. Yeah. Back, Might have 19, been the 20th century, like the early 1900s yeah, or something. Like 1937. I got, yeah. it, I got it on the ring uh, when the boy, we ordered rings this year, and I numbered each national championship off each year. That's so awesome. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so as soon as the job came open, I started talking to Coach Green, and he thought it was a good fit for me. I just, you know, me being a, a public school teacher here in Missouri, you know, the retirement's pretty good in public school teaching, but really I was just kind of bored, man. I, I, I couldn't teach anymore. I was ready to follow my passion as far as just becoming a real good coach, and, and I knew I could do do the job at Wyoming Seminary, try to be as good as uh, Scott Green and keep it rolling as much as I can, and I just felt that it was uh, kind of my destiny to do it, and I think you know, and actually when I was offered a job, I, I still wasn't going to take it. And I was like, man, it's going to be so much change. But everybody who I asked for advice was like, this is it. This is the one you've been waiting on. Like, you got to take this job because if not, you're going to regret it. So <laughs> so and I was like, you're right. I got to take it. And I think some people in the Wyoming Valley almost take for granted how good of a wrestling boys and girls program that we have here at Wyoming Seminary. So yeah. you were a complete outsider coming from St. Louis. Just tell me what your perspective was as an outsider to Wyoming Seminary Wrestling. Like, what sort of reputation did it have? That's that's another thing, too. I think even some people who go to the school don't realize what we get to do at Wyoming Seminary as far as, like, how much we can be on the mat, the tournaments we get to travel to, the support from the administration. Not only that, everybody knows about wrestling in that area. My old school... You know, people wouldn't wrestle us or, you know, the school just don't, I mean, they care about wrestling, but they don't care about wrestling, right? Like they care to make sure they have the sport, but they're not going to go out their way to support it like we're on a seminary and, and put out, you know, articles about what the wrestlers are doing. You know, I remember I had a kid make the uh, Pan Am team for the first time. I mean, the school never even wrote about it. So I think that that's not going to fly while I'm a seminary. I think it's just 
we try to promote as much as all of our kids, right? Whether it's wrestling or uh, theater or whatever that we do, I think we try to promote those kids. And uh, the second thing too, I think I really love how the counselors are really involved in getting these kids to college. I haven't been at a school where they're so involved like that. So all that is pretty cool. But, you know, if, uh, if you know, I know a lot of people complain about them at some point in time, I think once they leave and go to a normal school, they'll see what they really had. Yeah, I agree. And you had a great group of seniors this past year that all matriculated to really good colleges. Off the top of my head, I know Columbia, Stanford, Ohio State, the Army. Uh, the <laughs> list goes on and on. Rochester, I think. Yeah. And that group helped Wyoming Seminary win a state and national championship in your first year as head coach. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you're actually the first black head wrestling coach to win a national championship in prep wrestling, correct? Yes. Uh, the first ever in whatever, hundred something years of wrestling. And I also was the first to ever win a Missouri state title as a coach here as well. So as I just repeated myself, <laughs> what does that mean to you? It means a lot. Uh, you know, that's kind of was one of my goals when I researched it and I really started trying to figure out all the coaches uh, even in Missouri, I did the same thing. Yeah, I just wanted to at least have something that, you know, I worked this hard. I wanted to make sure my son can at least be proud to say, hey, my dad was the first black coach to do this and do that. You know, if I have grandkids one day, they know that, you know, I really was a, a pioneer slash trendsetter. But, you know, it comes with a lot of pain also. So, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, I, I definitely was trying to do that. That was that was what I want. That was one of my goals. Did you feel some sort of pressure this year? Uh, you know, first year, like I said, you were rocking into a great situation uh, with national championship hopes. And obviously, with a lot of hard work, the team was able to make that happen. But, like, was the mindset kind of national championship or bust? Or what were you thinking? You know what? I wasn't thinking that, but people kept making me try to think that. You know, it was like, well, this team you're supposed to win. You're never supposed to do anything, right? I mean, sports is nothing guaranteed. So I always know that. Now, I do feel like, you know, I think that I'm a good enough coach that I can help people figure out and motivate them to to win. But I always try to enjoy the the process of becoming good and the journey and the hunt all together. Me, I just love to hunt the championships, win or lose. I'd rather be out uh, hunting than sitting still watching everybody else hunt. You know, even my coaches be like, well, we're supposed to win or, you know, with this team, we got to do it. So I decided to kind of like, I felt pressure a little bit with that, but really I felt more pressure like to keep all the kids on the team more than winning. I kind of feel that we were all, we, we would win just because there's too much talent in that room. And you mentioned your assistant coaches. Tell us a little bit about the Wyoming Seminary staff that's uh, helped you along here. Yeah, we have uh, Coach Will Weber. Weber was just a key component to holding it down when we transitioned from green to me. It took me a while to get up there. My job wouldn't let me leave. So Weber's been definitely the glue, especially of the club, XCAL, keeping all the kids together. And he's really our motivator, right? He's a Marine, so he knows how to get, get them going. So he's the one that's, that's going to work you to death. And then we have uh, Pat Heck, who's, uh, you know, who was a head college coach at King's College there in Wilkes Bar. And, you know, he just knows wrestling. All his boys wrestle. His family live and breathe wrestling. So uh, it's good to have him. Then, you know, we added Joe Rebelli later on. And uh, it's been great having him. He knows the ins and outs of the school, knows what we can and can't do. So he's been uh, definitely a big help of 
of keeping me on track with that. Actually, I was just texting him <laughs> before I got on with you. So, uh, but yeah, the, the whole staff's been great. And then also we had a young coach, Cody Keeman, who's been coming on and his brother wrestled at Sim. So he kind of knew what was expected and, and the school loves him and he's uh, working at the school as well. And I can attest, you know, as somebody who's seen the team in action, I've seen the coaches in action, like you don't realize how closely this resembles almost like a college program until you see it in action. And like, was there a moment for you where that reality sort of hit? Yeah. Yeah. I just, when I first came up here, I think the first day I was up here, Weber had him at Kirby park running heels and the kids are always on the team chat. Like, can we get a workout in the morning? And, you know, so some coaches always getting up in the morning and working somebody out and, are opening the door for him to get workouts in. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely a, a college atmosphere. And, you know, I have to pull the guys back a little bit because I think they work out so much. But, yeah, no, and and how this thing is, is ran, I think, uh, you know, this past year I tried to get as close to Scott Greenish, I guess, as I can say, trying to run it like how he did. And I'm still going to try to do that. I think he has some great stuff. But now since I kind of have a little more understanding of what is expected and how it goes, hopefully I can put my own spin on it. You know, that may, may, may not win if I do that, but oh well, at least I can say it's mine, right? <laughs> <laughs> and what is like the technique that you're teaching these guys? What is it? What is the secret sauce uh, of Cornell Robinson's coaching? Uh, defense. Defense. I, I'm a firm believer in defense and uh, defense wins championships and often scores points. I think uh, my philosophy is, is more defense, but at the same time, these kids are so good. It's hard to have a system, I think, at Wyoming Seminary because there's so many, everybody comes from a lot of different parts. So you just try to put a little something together so we can be on the same language, uh, but at the same time, give them their freedom uh, and creativity that that they want too. So it's, it's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard juggling act there uh, because I want to be able to like, you know, if we're going to communicate, I want you to understand what I'm trying to say as well. So we have to have some type of terminology. Moving on from Wyoming Seminary now into the World Championships. Tell us a little bit about what happened last weekend. Uh, what does the SEM community need to know? Who do they need to say congratulations to after what just went down? Oh, yeah. It, I mean, last weekend was definitely another historic thing last weekend. But before I talk about the men's, I definitely want to say they definitely need to give a shout out to Erica Pastoriza, uh, the women's freestyle wrestler. She made it to the finals in Italy, took second, wrestled a tough Indian girl. You know, she won the Worlds last year, took second this year. So definitely proud of her. Um, <clears throat> as far as kids, Joe Sealy won. He dominated, teched everybody. And uh, Luke Littledall won silver last year, took gold this year. And, man, he put on a show as well. So, and the whole team... USA has never won that age group before, and we kind of blew through it. Granted, Russia was not there. I still think we would have won, though, just how many points we had put up. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely a historic night. And USA Wrestling texted me that they're going to get us rings for all the kids and coaches. Uh, so I'll be getting more rings. Awesome. <laughs> At this rate, you're going to run out of fingers. Yeah, yeah. I don't really wear them anyway. I just kind of collect them and keep them in the box and just keep them nice and sharp. 
Well, you know what? It, it's a good look when uh, you get a kid on campus that thinking thinking about coming to Wyoming Seminary. You throw those things on; that'll impress them. <laughs> that impress them. So, well, you know what I did though? I uh, ordered it in a pendulum. So, oh, and for the audio audience, he's showing off this chain here. It's got the the ring on it. Yeah, very nice. I figured that'd be a good good set, good piece. <laughs> yeah, easy to wear. You just throw it around yeah. your neck. Um, and Lil- Lilydahl, let's talk a little bit about Luke Lilydahl. He's entering his junior year at Wyoming Seminary, correct? Junior year. What kind of athlete is he? From from all I gather, he's kind of a special wrestler. Tell us a little bit about him. Special man, he's smart, so smart, very savvy. His dad is a wrestling coach, so he's very. He's been well schooled. He's been around some of the best coaches since he was like eight years old, nine years old. So, and not only that, he just knows how to win and knows how to win big matches. And then, you know, I mean, you text about this before as well. He had the smarts and the humbleness and the loyalty to bring me up on the stage and run around uh, the stage with him holding the flag because he felt I deserved that movement like he did. So definitely that was a great movement. I didn't think it was as big as it was until I started looking on Twitter. I'm like, this thing is like blowing up. Yeah, that video uh, from Journeyman Wrestling on Twitter has over 17,000 views, 17,000 people watching you and Luke run around that mat in Italy. What, like, just what did that mean to you? What does that say about Luke, the person? I, I, it just, you know, tells how humble he is, and he appreciates all the coaches who have worked with him. And I think, you know, I think Luke knew that coming into the Wyoming Sim job was just a tough job for me. Uh, and, and he wanted to show everybody that, hey, this is my coach, and he does a great job coaching me. So like I said, I'll forever be grateful to that. And at the time, I didn't know what he was doing. So I was like, what are we doing? And uh, I was like, you going to throw me or something? <laughs> and uh, he just wanted me to run around with him. And and I didn't think too much of it, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, because I was ready to move on to coach the next kid. And then now looking back on it, I was like, man, that's that was real cool. <laughs> It needs to be said, too. You were the head coach of this U-17 cadets boys wrestling team. Was that the highest caliber of wrestler that you've coached uh, thus far in your career? As far as Luke or the team? Uh, Just the team. This is my second year as being head coach of this team. So so USA and Olympic Committee likes picking me a lot. But uh, yes, yes, it is the highest honor you can get as a coach. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty honored to to always get that. You never know, I might get it again this year, but uh, this next summer. But definitely, I, I definitely need to focus on Wyoming Sim and getting this thing uh, where we need it to as well. For sure. And uh, it's early August at the time of recording this podcast. What do the next few months, next few weeks, and next few months look like for Wyoming Seminary Wrestling? Uh, yeah, just still trying to uh, close the deal on some of the new recruits, get some of that stuff in. But we do have some guys that uh coming in that the Blue Blue Knight family is going to love. Uh, Dragan Orini uh, is a tough kid. Actually, him and Luke used to battle a lot uh, throughout Little League. And for their first state title, Luke beat him for the first state title. And now he's coming to Sim. So that's going to be... He's going to be pretty special. And uh, Mike Trujillo, hopefully I say his last name right, from Arizona, state champ there. Another tough kid we have coming in. So just getting our lineup together and uh, 
you know, I think the first action we'll probably go to will be journeyman uh, in October and then super 32. So we'll get ready for that and just try to get these guys going, man. I'm pretty excited for them. As far as the Scranton Wilkesbury area uh, where Wyoming seminary is, uh, what are your impressions of, you know, our, our, our little city, our little towns here? I like it because it's close to all the big cities. So mm-hmm. I like that factor. I like it because it feels like a city. Like where I'm at now is like a rural area. So uh, Kingston doesn't feel like a rural area. What I don't like, it's cold longer. It's cold in St. Louis, but it's cold longer. I remember one day, one week I counted. I remember it rained every Thursday for like two months straight, it felt like. Every Thursday it would rain. Like every Thursday. I'm like, why does it rain every Thursday? And then one time it was like negative five degrees. I'm like, I don't even want to leave the house. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> or it was five degrees, I guess I'll say. But uh, but no, I like, I think it's always, I've always felt like it's something to do there, uh, which is cool. You know, the hard part, I think it's driving. There's so many like hills and turns in Pennsylvania. So I think that's one of the hardest parts. But no, I definitely enjoy the area. It has enough for me. And right now, are you in St. Louis? Yeah, I came back here to St. Louis. Uh, you know, we had floods here in St. Yeah. Louis. So, uh, checking on everything, and I have to get my uh, – I have a car here, and I have to get my tags up to date before I leave and get all that stuff up to date. All right, Cornell. Well, before we wrap up here, anything else you want to add uh, before we get going here? Oh, just want to say thank you, Matt, for doing all your hard work and, and covering everything. Hopefully I don't bother you too much. <laughs> so, but <laughs> definitely appreciate that. Uh, and uh, the Blue Knights, man, we're going to keep it rolling. And we have uh, a world champ returning, Luke Little Doll. So it's definitely pretty, pretty interesting. And not only that, he's he's grown in that sim room. You know, he, he got so much better when he came there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and whenever I hear from you, it's usually good news. It's uh, usually, we won this tournament, we placed at this. So keep those texts coming, by all All means. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. Well, thank you very much. Thank you once more to Cornell Robinson for a great interview. Again, the SEM Scoop is free of charge to you, the listener. I just ask that you please consider sharing this podcast with a friend or clicking the subscribe or follow button or leave a review. Anything you could do to help us out would really be appreciated. And, of course, uh, you could submit ideas and possible subjects to cover on the SEM Scoop. Uh, Academic-related, athletics, the arts, the history of the school. I'm open to all ideas. Just shoot me an email, mbuffano at wyomingseminary.org. We'll see you next time on the SEM Scoop.